stop collaborate and listen that's our motto for next yeah, year yeah it's all about collaboration that's, that was one of laura's that great was ideas of, i was like in the words of vanilla ice our motto for 2020 is <laughs> this is no more water cooler a podcast from leapers Each week we aim to have an honest, open and frank conversation with somebody who is self-employed about their work and their mental health to understand the reality of working for yourself. We're not going to be hearing stories of bootstrapping to billion dollar valuations. We won't be talking about how we're crushing it and we certainly won't be pretending that everything is okay all of the time. I'm Matthew Knight, founder of Leapers. We support the mental health of the self-employed through our online community offering tangible things to help and by guiding those who hire freelancers to help all of us work well together. We're 100% open, 100% free, and welcome anybody who is working differently. No matter where you are on your journey from a mature and established business owner to even just considering taking the leap to self-employment, we're the team for people without a team. This week, we're speaking to Jess and Laura, co-founders of marketing agency The Doers. Recorded just before the Christmas break, we were chatting about opening a bottle of champagne when your accounts are done, how to approach maternity leave when it's your own business, and how to support the freelancers you work alongside, as they're doing with their fantastic We Don't Do Lonely co-working days. But first, as I do every week, I ask Laura and Jess, how are you? Do you know what? We are feeling pretty good today. We, um, we had an email from our accountant yesterday who closed our books and we're in a much better position than we thought we were going to be at this point. <laughs> so first year of business and we've, um, we've done okay. So, End, ending on a high. Yeah, we um, decided we wanted to open a bottle of champagne last night, but we're both in separate locations, so didn't. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's such a fantastic story to hear from the first year, which is always a really challenging one for many businesses, right? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it's been particularly challenging for us. I mean, we started up September of last year. About two weeks after we started the business, Laura found out she was five weeks pregnant with baby number three surprise baby number three (laughs) (laughs) so um that kind of threw a bit of a spanner in the works for us in terms of taking maternity leave and you know we were figuring out a lot anyway but then to figure out how we were going to maneuver around a maternity leave when we're working for ourselves and it it just wasn't something that yeah it was it wasn't as planned it definitely threw up lots of different challenges yeah um how i mean how does a small business deal with something as uh, potentially challenging as one of the partners going away for a significant period of time i think communication was the key thing mm. thankfully so jess and i used to work together that's how we originally met um and since we stopped working together in a in our previous form we've been friends um jess has been amazing with my children um we've kind of been there for each other for three lots of things so i think when this happened Jess would have been one of the first people I told anyway, regardless of the business. And I think it was just communicating, being, it was okay to set for Jess to kind of come to me and say she's finding it hard. It was okay for me to take a step back when I needed to. Yeah, I think that was the big thing. I, um, I felt very supported whilst Laura was off. I, I was turning up on her doorstep pretty much every day. <laughs> um, and I have a key to her house, so there really was no escaping me. <laughs> um, so it, it wasn't like she just disappeared into oblivion. Um, she was still very much hands-on with the business and, you know, I was talking to her through any problems that I was coming up against. And um, I think it was more from a client management side that was quite difficult because obviously she wasn't in communication with the clients. So they were coming to me about various things directly. And we had quite a few clients at that point. 
Um, and it was quite a lot to juggle. Um, so there were, there were quite a lot of tears. I think every day we just kind of felt our way in the dark and just you had to take it take it as it came really how is that experience different to when you had children whilst you were in a full-time job uh, oh it was really different um just you know from a practical point of view having to do your maternity application it's a beast you know when you're working for an employer you tell them you're pregnant you give them a certificate and everything's kind of done for you that process took a long time and the form is not easy um so that side of things was was a lot extra a lot of extra time and work um compared to being employed um obviously the plus sides are I was able to kind of set my own agenda if I was having a good day I could push if I was feeling tired and exhausted and overwhelmed I could have a nap and kind of work my day around me which obviously when you've got to get up and get into an office every day and you're pregnant it's not ideal. You can, you're quite often on a train, on a bus, feeling awful, but you've got to be there at set time. So it doesn't really matter how you're feeling. You've just got to get there. Um, so I think I was probably overall more productive being working for myself and being pregnant because I could work, yeah, work to my strengths and then when I'm not feeling so good, step back. Um, and then having a baby, that was quite a different experience. Um, Obviously, when you're on maternity leave for an employer, you are off and you're being paid your maternity allowance because you are not working. And, you know, it's kind of down to you. If you want to get in touch with your employer to find out what's going on, if you want to go in and have a keeping in touch day, it's very much up to you when you do that. When it's your own business, you can't switch off off from it. Um, So some days that's a good thing. Some days it's nice to have something else to think about other than nappies and napping and all the stuff that comes with babies. Um, and other days you just want to be able to focus on your baby and something comes up unexpectedly mm. and you're not in the right frame of mind for it. You're exhausted because you've had a bad night and that can be really difficult. Um, but I think overall, I quite enjoyed it. I enjoy being able to work when I needed to and not when I didn't need to. Regardless of whether you're a parent whilst you're self-employed or running a business or not, those boundaries are critically important, right? To, to say, actually, uh, this is work, this is not work. How do you put those boundaries in place to make sure that you're not just constantly thinking about work 100% of the time because there's no one else to think about it? I mean, I don't have kids. So for me, setting boundaries has been quite a challenge. Um, I got into a very bad habit whilst Laura was off, actually, of just working all the time. I was working every weekend. I was working late into the evenings. um, And I think I must have had about three mental breakdowns on Laura during her time off. I, I turned up at her house multiple times just saying, I can't do this anymore, it has to stop. Um, and actually over the past two, three months, I've kind of put a place, a, a plan in place where, you know, I, I'm not working at the weekends and I, it's all on me. I'm the only one that has that control on um, my boundaries and, and when I work. And if you are very strict with yourself and you say, you know, I'm not gonna open my laptop this weekend, you make it work. You know, you suddenly you suddenly find the hours in the week to get the work done that you need to, to get done. And it, it's kind of all on you. We, we always say we're the yin to each other's yang. I'm more of the kind of organized admin person. Um, that kind of, that makes me sound really dull. I do do, <laughs> I do have the odd creative idea, creative idea as well. But I guess Je- Jess is very creative and working together 
I, I, I keep her in check, I guess. I kind of yeah. go, that's a really great idea, but don't forget this is a priority this week. And I think being able to then step back and go, what's going to make the difference? We've got X mm. months left until, I, until I'm back. This is what we need to focus on. You can't do everything. You're only one person. This is supposed to be a two a two man band. Just focus on what, what you need to do to get by mm. instead of feeling like you have to tick off everything on the list all the time. I think it's a case of setting boundaries with clients as well. You know, I got into a bad habit of emailing them into the evening and then obviously at weekends and they were responding back to me at those times as well. And as soon as you open those floodgates, I mean, that's yeah. that's the end of that. I mean, they are always going to do it. They come to expect it. Yeah. So it's been resetting boundaries with them and letting them know what our working hours are and when we are available and just being more communicative, and more transparent about when we're working with them and actually people are really responsive to it I think if you say to a client I only work these days or I only work these hours this is when I'm available to you if it's urgent I can be available here but you know I'm not really working you worry that people are going to think that means you're not doing a good job and you're not available as often as they'd like but actually everyone's quite responsive Mm. and they they actually appreciate understanding how you work your week and then knowing when they can get hold of you so I've been back I, I was working ad hoc the whole time after having my third baby, but then officially had childcare in place from September for two days a week. And actually putting that in my email signature, these are the days I work and letting clients know that if they're expecting updates from me, this these are the days they'll get them. They're, they've been absolutely fine with that. I yeah. think it was more us worrying that they wouldn't be. And actually once you broach it with them, they're absolutely fine and they're understanding. I think times are changing and people are getting on board with flexible working um and it's just having an open conversation with them and working out what works it really takes a long time to uh, to unloan those instilled behaviors doesn't it the, the way that we were brought up in an organization to to respond immediately to something and to think oh these are my hours and and when you step out of that structure um you think oh, oh i'm going to completely rebel but so often it's like you fall into those same patterns and habits which were uh, just inertia based rather than hold on why are we doing this absolutely because my children are still they're all very young so they're still in paid childcare. um I had this kind of notion in my head that if I was paying someone to look after my children I had to be working and I had to kind of use every minute to work because I am paying someone to look after my children and actually after a couple of weeks of doing that I realized I'm getting no downtime here I am you know I've got three small children running a business and I, and I have a husband um, who I need to see as well. I'm not having any time for myself. And actually, the work I'm producing isn't as good. Whereas it, actually, if I take the day that I've got um, childcare and use a bit of that time to do some things for me, mm. the work I do for the rest of the day is so much better. But it took a long time for that to really sink in and feel comfortable enough to go, actually, do you know what? I'm going to go for a swim because it will clear my mind. I'll feel much better for it. And then I'll do some work. And that was quite a hard transition mm. as well. We had quite a funny moment about three or four weeks ago. Um, bearing in mind, Laura's been only been back two days a week since September. Um, but we were sat there having a coffee and talking about various client pieces of work. And she turned around and she came out with an absolute cracker of an idea. And um, I just turned around and I was like, oh, my goodness, old Laura's back. (laughs) And, you know, I honestly don't think that would have happened had she not been making time for herself. Yeah. And exercising and, you know, recognising that moment where you suddenly go, I just need a time out. And it works both ways. You know, I don't have kids. I am only looking after myself. But there are still times where Mm. life gets very stressful and I have to go, 
today's a work day, but I need to take an hour to go and walk around the block or go to the gym or go to a class or whatever it is um, and take that time for me. Um, because, it, you know, it, it does impact your, your head massively if you don't. Yeah. That's the beauty of what we do is we can shape our days to make time for the things that are important to us outside of work and therefore make what we do in work better. Um, and I think it is, it's just that shift, isn't it? I, you, you feel guilty. You feel like you have to come up with a reason or an excuse as to why you're going for a walk at 3pm in the afternoon when most people are sitting at a desk in an office. And it's just that cultural shift with everyone as well as with yourself to just go no that is absolutely okay you need it go and do it Mm. in my um in my last job I was in-house for a big American retailer and pretty much working on American timings but based in the UK and I I mean I I found that really really challenging and I didn't take time for myself enough and I was there for almost five years and three years in I had an absolute breakdown um I wasn't taking time for myself. My relationships were being impacted. My friendships were being impacted because I had to get on conference calls at 11 p.m. at night. And, you know, it, it doesn't make for a very easy work-life balance at all. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember there was a two-week period where I didn't get off the sofa because I was just crying nonstop. And I couldn't control my emotions at all and it was purely because I was overworked and I kind of of vowed back then that I would never let myself get back into that that space where I don't have that balance and you know I think I recognize that you have to look after your your head as much as anything else because otherwise you can't do good work for a client. And you work with freelancers to create your project teams what are you also doing to make sure that you're supporting them and and those individuals are thinking about taking that time for themselves and looking after themselves yeah when we start working with um freelancers we always kind of start start that conversation with how do you work Mm. what are your hours why are you free why are you freelance is it because you're working around your children is it because you work out of london um and it offered you more flexibility so kind of understanding the reasons why they do what they do how they work and always letting them know that that is absolutely fine and then you know keeping those barrier you know so if they say I work three days a week these days because on the other two days I have my child with me we make sure we 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 know that we only contact them when they're working and we work with their patterns um and always ask them how they like to be contacted some people just want emails because they can dip in and out of it whenever they want to and do it and operate in their own time other people actually prefer whatsapp and just in quite an informal have you done this can you give me an update you know they'll say I work ad hoc all around different different things, different commitments, just WhatsApp me and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So we always kind of set up those parameters when we work with someone. Again, it's communication. It's making sure that they know we're here for them to talk for them to talk to us. And vice versa, you know, we tell them when we're finding things challenging and we're very open about our situation, how we're feeling, and making sure that those doors are open for them to communicate with us and we're here as a resource for them to to talk to and we do monthly we don't do lonely days so um it's free for anyone that has a business themselves or they're freelance or they're self-employed or they're remote workers anyone who isn't around people every day Mm. um, can just bring their laptops join us um there's no pressure to talk to anyone if they don't want to um, but it's just beating that loneliness that comes with remote working. And it was like, we, we were talking about doing our We Don't Do Lonely Days for a while. Mm. And we were just like, oh, just, we kept, oh no, we need to have this in place. And we need to do this. And oh, 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 oh. And then we just said, let's just do it. Yeah. If two people turn up 
that's fine. There'll be four of us. That'll be fine. And actually, more people turned up to the first one than we hoped for. And the second one, more people turned up. And it was just, like we're saying, it was just giving it a try. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But let's try it. And it's been so nice to meet so many different people. And there was a moment in our second meetup that we did where we looked around and everyone was kind of talking to each other about the things that they're working on and challenges that they're facing. And we just high-fived each other because we were like, that's exactly what we're trying to do here. Because these people have all come in, they didn't know each other. It's really daunting to turn up to something where you know nobody and you have to then talk about yourself and your business and you're not really sure. I think the imposter syndrome comes out all the time with with people that we work with. And a lot of the people said, you know, I, I felt like I shouldn't really belong here. Yeah. And then as soon as they turn up, they're like, oh my God, I feel like I found my tribe. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, people were just organically having conversations and helping each other out without me and Jess driving mm. it. We just kind of sat back and went, yes, this is it. It's just people getting together informally and just being knowing that you're not doing this on your own and that there's people going through exactly the same thoughts and feelings that you are. That's a really interesting dynamic that I've observed in the freelance community is despite you may be uh, in a Slack group or a WhatsApp channel or you know on an email list with effectively competing freelancers, you know, they're all offering the same sort of skills, they might be going for the same contracts, but it's so collaborative and supportive rather than going, well, I'm not going to tell you how to do that because you might get this job. It's far more supportive and far more of a camaraderie and, and a network and, and a community than the relationship that, say, 10 people going for a job interview might have. It's been absolutely eye-opening since going becoming self-employed how amazing that supportive that community can be. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't think I thought it was going to be like that at all. Yeah. And, you know, the joys of the internet means that we meet people all the time that add to our network. It's constantly growing. Um, and it's people that have, are going through similar experiences to us or want to learn something from us or vice versa and it's just I I feel like we've learned a huge amount from the other people around us I think when you when you start working on your own be it setting up a business or working as a freelancer I think it's the parameters of success completely change you know when you're working in, in 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 a company this is your job title this is the next level you have a review at this set time of year and it's quite you know, the, the, cyclical. Yes, exactly, and and everyone else understands that. So your family understand that module. Mm. Your the most of your friendship group will understand that module, and when you step out of it, suddenly is you don't necessarily understand where your next what what success means and where your next step is. So and it's hard to communicate that to your friends and family. But then actually having a group of freelancers, self employed people around you, they're in exactly the same position as you. They understand. Mm all the challenges that you're facing day in, day out and the transitions you're going through. So I think surrounding yourself with people who understand that really helps and it helps to lift you. Mm-hmm. And you've just realised you're not you're not on your own. It's, you know, there's the physical isolation of actually working from home on your own, but then there's also everything that comes with it and actually just sitting with a group of people and going, oh, it's the mm. end of year. Like I should be getting a Christmas bonus or I should be having my review or whatever it is, the kind of end of year signals, being around people who go, oh yeah, you're, actually I haven't got that either. And what is the next step? And what are my plans for next year? It really, really helps you. And I think that's something we've just started doing actually is going, let's give ourselves an end of year review and let's like reflect on everything that's happened mm. over the last year. What's been really good? What have we learned from? What do we want to do more of next year? I think that, yeah, you lose that when you when you work on your own. And it's really important to be with people that understand that and mm. And don't think that you're, what you're doing is just a hobby or 
you know, taking taking time out and working for yourself is or being is, lazy is less important than working for a company. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like resetting those parameters of success and being with people that understand it. And then I've I've learned from being with other freelancers how to how to talk about what we do to my friends and family so they understand that what we're doing is amazing. We're building something, we're creating something. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. It's a it's a pr- process, but we're getting there, definitely. I think a lot of my friends do actually think I just sit on the sofa and watch TV all day, yeah. which, you know, I, I wish that was the case. But um, I think that if people, as soon as you say you work from home and you work for yourself, they assume that you don't really do very much. Yeah. And actually, it's the total opposite. You've got so much more to juggle, and especially just setting up as a small business. I mean, I don't think <gasps> either admin. of us had any idea about how much admin would, would be involved with that. Um, and thankfully, Laura, Laura takes the the lion's share of that. I have learned so much over the last year that I did not did not know. So I've I'm not a numbers person at all. But suddenly now I'm doing all of our finances, in, chasing invoices, doing VAT returns, end of year accounts, and I'm, I've learned so much. It's so interesting, and that's a, you. Ne- I never would have done any of this if I'd stayed working within a company. Mm. You underestimate how much you have to juggle, um, and there's just so much more than anyone else would think um in from the traditional kind of mindset of of what working life is do you think employers um or hiring organizations or clients or whatever have whatever however we want to call them the relationship with the people who are asking you to do that work have a responsibility to the freelancers to support them um outside of the work which they're doing i think increasingly yes i think more and more businesses are opting to go for freelance freelance support than Um, hiring in-house because there's less of a risk to it Um, but I think the more they do that and the more they work with the same freelancers on a repeated basis they're going to have to to start to look after them in the same way they look after their staff and I'm not saying that that would be like bonuses or you know the benefits that come with things I I just think there has to be another level of care I don't know what that level of care looks like yet Um, but the more that happens the more employers however we're going to call them um are going to have to look after people better i think it's similar to talking about giving yourself a review because you're your own employer Mm. it's kind of similar i think sometimes with with um clients when they're employing freelancers i think the best thing they can do is really value what the freelancers are delivering whatever you know whatever if they're consulting if they're doing work for them is to actually step back and you're not giving that freelancer review necessarily again so it's stepping back and saying thank you so much all the work you've done you're doing is brilliant it's Mm. making a difference to our business we're seeing an impact um like well done is I think that's one thing and then I mean it comes up a lot is is just pay paying invoices on time Mm. understanding that yeah, we're not we're not an employee 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 who's being paid regularly at the end of the month. So when those invoices come through, it's important that they get paid on time as much as possible. Because mm. I think sometimes it's hard. Clients forget that we haven't got other income streams coming in necessarily. So th- those invoices need to be paid. But I just think saying thank you and letting knowing that the work you're doing is making a difference to that company. Mm does a lot so I think it's those regular reminders that you know not you're not just delivering a project and then that's the end of it because you're not working within the company you don't get to see necessarily the results so like if a project's finished maybe a month or so later a follow-up saying thank you so much off the back of what you did this is what happened and this is the impact you made would be a really good way of freelancers feeling like they're more involved Mm -hmm. seeing that their, their work has value and worth beyond just delivering a project. 
think also being invited to summer parties or mm. you know the work gatherings that they have and little things like that make a big difference I don't think we've yet hit that with most of our clients no. but um we will always invite them to things um but yeah we haven't yet hit that point where yeah. we're invited to their but things you really feel like you're part a plug-in to the team yeah. at all, an external plug-in but part of the team still and do you think um that the freelance teams and the way that you're working is is the future of work in quotes or are we just going to end up with a more blended world with freelancers and perm employees working together more people are talking about flexible working and making work work around their lives more than ever before and I think that's going to be the way of the future I think people are going to want that more and more um and I like to think that the way we're working now is the way it should be going forward you know I, I think agencies are very old hat now for the most part it's often that you're overpaying they're under delivering um, and actually working in agency, I don't think I ever had a happy moment. You know, you're always so stressed and you're always juggling more than you ever should be. And um, no one's ever particularly happy with an agency um, model. And I think that's what we've changed by setting up the doers. I think it, I'd like it to get to a point where you can actually pick and choose, you know, lots of the, lots of project work being given to freelancers, because then you've got a, a group of people who have chosen to work on that project. It's not that their boss has said, here's the next thing you're going to work on. You, and you don't have a say in it because that's just what your boss tells you to do. As a freelancer, you can actually say, that really interests me. I want to work on it. And then you've got a really engaged and enthusiastic team working for you. Mm. So I think project working in particular, um, pro- with an in-house team still managing it. But I think pro- yeah, project working with freelancers is going to get bigger and bigger. I think that's the way... To go forward it also means you've got like the older generation who have got so much experience and knowledge and um, behind them who might want to slow down and not not retire fully but just you know yeah stop working quite as much and offering project work to people of that generation it's fantastic it means they're still engaged it means they still get to choose and work on what they want to they don't have to stop working completely and you can really benefit from the knowledge and experience that they bring so i'd, I'd like to see yeah, freelance teams and project working right across the spe- across the board from people who have just graduated mm. through to the older generation i think you'll see more and more of that coming through what are the um the things which you're really looking forward to about next year and, and what are maybe some of the things that are concerning you or creating anxiety about 2020 I mean, the dreaded B, B word, word. <laughs> that we, we won't discuss, but um, so it's it's challenging because we, we don't know what's to come. So we can't really plan for it, but we need to make sure that we still have money coming in. So yeah. it's looking at other revenue streams and how we can use our experience and the network that we've built um, to actually pay the bills as well. Whilst whilst we're definitely cautious and kind of keeping an eye on things for next year around Brexit, there's also opportunity for Absolutely. collectives like ours and, and freelancers to kind of say, we can deliver great work and we're much more affordable. You're not paying for our fancy Soho office. You're not paying for our coffee maker. You're paying for the work we're delivering. So we are a lot more, we can, we are a lot more affordable. So there is opportunity in kind of talking to some of the brands who are being cautious with their budgets and kind of saying, actually, you can get a lot more for your money if you're working with 
a setup like ours. So there is opportunity there. And I think we're quite excited to explore that more, mm. make sure we're kind of, we're conveying what we do and what we can offer more concisely so that people can really take advantage of working in a more flexible way. So there is, I think there's opportunity. You know, we're quite, opportunity. I mean, and then on a personal level, I'm back up to four days a week, which feels quite exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about no more babies <laughs> coming our way. I've told Laura if she has any more children, then that's it, the business is over. So... <laughs> Um, I've got no more room. Well, that's your talent pipeline, isn't it? For hiring yeah. as well. You can just bring them into the business at very low cost. So. Exactly. So yeah, that's got, my plan. I'm looking forward to making a, have, having more time to make an impact on the business and really see how see how it can go with the full year with both of us yeah. working properly. Um, and then also, therefore, really enjoying my days off with the children and making those really count as well. I think also we're ending the year on a high. We've got a really good network that we've spent this year building. Our client base is strong. We've got a few opportunities that are coming through. Um, We've worked out exactly what our position is and how we want to talk about ourselves. And to get to that point is actually really exciting. And it's taken us a while to get there. But now that we're there, we can start January and and really kind of hit the ground running with it. I think we've got a list of ideas Oh, like, too many ideas <laughs> we've got so many ideas we're just quite I feel like we're just quite every day one of us is going oh what about this oh we could do that yeah um so I think next year just just like we're saying with the clients test things out see what works I'm quite looking forward to giving, giving things a go seeing mm. what works does this make a difference um you know can yeah is it having an impact are we having more inquiries come through are more people turning up to our freelancer events each month and just trying things and seeing what works and i think everybody everybody's kind of nervous about 2020 but then also there's i think there will be opportunities and everyone will be kind of feeling their way through together Thanks to Jess and Laura for being open and sharing their wisdom and experience. You can find links to their work and the We Don't Do Lonely Days via the episode page where you can also feedback with thoughts of your own and continue the conversation at leapers.co slash podcast. Every week, we'll be talking to more of our members and friends about their experiences so that we can support each other to work well. If you're willing to be open about your mental health and work so that others can learn from your experience, you can nominate yourself to be a guest on an upcoming episode. Sharing your story helps others recognise that just because you're working for yourself doesn't have to mean you're working by yourself. If you'd like to be part of a support network for people who work differently, would benefit from connecting with others who might be in similar situations, or are just exploring how to get started, the Leapers community is open to you. Visit leapers.co or search Leapers Community. I'm Matthew Knight. This week's episode was brought to you by three strong cups of coffee and two unbranded ibuprofen after a very long week of being off with man flu. So until next time, work well.